So, this is the Psychotic Strength Podcast. This is Tyler Townsend. Leah Smith. And uh, today is... Oh, shit. What is today? It is... It's Sunday, May 29th. May 29th. Thank it you is. for that. Uh-huh. Um, so, here we go. We're, we're interviewing Leah Smith. Um, just kind of seeing what she's about, all that other stuff. She's got quite a few stories. Uh, apparently, I'm fascinating enough to talk to. Yeah, you are fascinating. you got quite <laughs> okay. a few stories already. And, oh, I do. Uh, we'll dig in and see what we got. Sounds good. Um, so let's hit the gym update. My gym update's kind of the same as it's been, just kind of mediocre. I'm showing up, and I don't really have a competition on the board, so that makes it a little rough for me. Well, why not? Does it? Do you not have you know the motivation to do it right now? I or? had a competition, okay. but I'm actually getting surgery right before it. Mm. Okay, no, oh, whatever. We're getting a vasectomy. Oh, oh, Lord, okay. <laughs> so I'm definitely not competing the day yeah, after I'd, that. Yeah, I'd avoid it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and actually, it was kind of off the books already, because I'm coaching two soccer teams, my son and my daughters. Okay. And uh, so they they have games Saturday and Sundays, and the surgery's Friday. So I was probably not going to be able to do it anyways. But, uh, yeah, I committed to coach, and so I kind of have to be there. So what's the healing time on that? My my ex-husband got one, so I should remember, but I think I was just taking care of him the whole time. Right. It, it's supposed to be like three days till you're oh, kind of okay. at normal, uh, but two weeks until you can start picking up weight again. Gotcha. Um, I made sure to get very clear because I'm picking up a lot of weight, mm-hmm. right? So uh, he said about two weeks until I can start picking up normal weight, and then probably a week after that until I can start actually lifting um, so it's about three weeks and I think it's, I think it's only like three, four days of no touching and then you're just cranking them out for apparently like a month. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he needs to make sure you're a specimen. He needs, I think it was like 30. You have to, you have to crank them out 30 times. Oh, that sounds like a hard time, man. Right. I mean, it, it's just, it's gotta happen. And yeah. then you can go to the doctor and you got to crank one out for him and make sure you're clear. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. It's, it's part of the process, but whatever. <laughs> Sounds like it'll be a little fun too, actually. <laughs> I mean, it depends on who's cranking, right? right? So yeah. there we go. All right. But um, so what? Gym update. So how do you do? I actually don't even work out. I probably should, uh, okay. especially at my age. I need to. Uh, but I, I really just promote drinking your water a lot. You know, I have that T-shirt line out, and we're gonna do hoodies, and we're gonna do all sorts of other things. Uh, and this all started last summer when my daughter was sick. I started telling her, "Drink your water." Make sure you drink your water. And I started posting about it on social media. It just sort of became a phenomenon. Now everyone knows me for drink your water, bitch. That's drink what I say. Water, <laughs> and that's what the shirts say. They say drink your water, bitch. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's pretty cool. much what I do. I just promote drinking your water because water is a life source for us. It really is. I mean, people don't quite understand how much drinking your water does for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even when... Uh, when so, for strongman, you eat around like 10,000 calories a day, right? When you're getting ready That's for a lot. competition. It's wow. stupid. Yeah. So, usually, if I'm ever being honest, I usually get about 10 and then about 8 the next day. Mm-hmm. You're so fucking full the next day. It's just, you're, it's not happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, it's rough as hell. You're doing protein shakes all day, every day. But uh, if you're not drinking at least a half gallon of water every day, you're fucked. Like, it, it, it just starts messing with everything inside you. It's mm-hmm. not helping food move. It's not helping anything happen. Right. Well, taking in that much protein, too, your body probably can't like synthesize it correctly without an appropriate amount of water in your system or something. Well, right? it, it can't synthesize it all 
and we know that. Yeah. Right? So that the thing is to give it absolutely everything it can use. Right, right. And whether it uses it all or not is is up to the body, mm-hmm. right? And plus, everybody synthesizes protein different. Right. Uh, they can intake different things better based on their diet completely mm-hmm. versus uh, like like what they've done their, with their life. Right, You right. know what I mean? Metabolism, all that other bullshit mm-hmm. too. So, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. And water is huge. I mean, people don't understand. If you wake up and just pound eight ounces of water, that'll wake you up better than probably drinking your first cup of coffee. I don't even drink coffee. I actually hate coffee. Really? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'll drink oh. it if it's iced, but, you know, and I know I should be drinking it. It's got potassium in it. You know, it's it's all right. It's not bad for you, but I just don't like the, the taste of it. It's funny in such a coffee-dominated area. Mm-hmm. I mean, coffee is so huge out here. I know. I feel strange when people ask me out on, like, coffee dates. I'm like, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I'll attempt it, but I'm not going to be happy. Well, I'll do energy drinks, too. I'll kind of switch back and forth. There you and... go. And yeah, all that see, other crap. But. I'll do all that. I'll do that. I just discovered these C4 energy drinks, and they uh, make your whole body tingle, and I am in love with that. <laughs> I love that feeling when your face kind of feels on fire. Yeah, that yeah. gets me. That wakes me up and gets me going for the day. <laughs> Those C4s are dangerous, man. They are. They are. Yeah. I'm, I'm at like two a week, and that's it. Two a week? That's not bad that's at all. That's not bad, and it's only on the days I know I really need it. I mean, you people know? are pounding two a day. There's people pounding shots of whiskey in the morning, too. So well, There is. That's right. <laughs> We've all been there at some point. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we all have. I, I mean, so I've been sober since like 21. Oh, nice. Congrats. Not a year or how old I've been. So I'm 32 now. Okay. So it's been 11 years. That's pretty amazing. I'm pretty excited about it myself. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a, that was a, weird, that was a weird thing that happened there. Right? Oh, your so, choice to go The sober? choice, yeah. I'm definitely an alcoholic and it okay. was not a choice I made on purpose. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a weird scenario. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, we can even get a little into that uh, real quick before we get too deep. So <laughs> Go for it. I was pounding alcohol. I, I'd wake up in the morning. I had a case of white wine bottles under my sink in the bathroom. Oh, okay. So I'd drink a bottle of white wine to start my day. Oh, wow. And then it's 40s all day or like beer, but thick beer, right? Like mm-hmm. Milwaukee's best, nasty shit. Oh, no. And then uh, hard alcohol to finish off my day. Right. So that was just that was just how I went. Or or I'm getting a Carlo Rossi, like a gallon of wine. Right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm Sicilian. That's kind of wine is a big thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, so then uh, at the time, we were trying to get pregnant, and my wife got pregnant and had a miscarriage, and so I'm like, of course that's my excuse for the day to get fucking wasted. I'm drinking like a thirty pack of Milwaukee's best to myself, mm. and uh, and I I talked to God. That's what I did. I was like, man, like, if you give me back my kid, I'll never drink again, and blah, blah, blah all this other shit. And then, when you have a miscarriage, it's a miscarriage. Right, it's I not have one. Like, yeah. 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 It's not like a thing that you can, like, redo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. And, and I, you can't touch her. We're mm-hmm. not having sex right now. She just had a miscarriage. You have to wait until oh, you're yeah. clear and all that other crap. Yeah. So then we go back to the doctor, and the doctor's like, she's pregnant again. Wow. And I was like, you motherfucker. Like that, like, that was like my thought process was like, God damn it. Like, you know. So, like, so what, it wasn't even a true miscarriage or was there maybe two of them and she miscarried one? We're not sure. Nobody, the doctor has no fucking idea. She went in there, unreal. had a full miscarriage uh-huh. and needed to heal. Right. Went back in for her second checkup to make sure she was okay and again. Pregnant. And she's pregnant. That's crazy. Right. 
Wow. That's why I was like... I like stories like that, <laughs> Yeah, but... And so you, you didn't drink then because of that. Well, now I'm scared. You're scared to drink? <laughs> I, I honestly am. I'm like, if he's going to give me something, he can take it away, right? And I'm not like crazy religious. Right, yeah. But I understand a, a, a promise to the universe. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, that's like, how I am. Yeah. That makes me nervous. So I'm not fucking mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. I mean, I flipped out in an Olive Garden... Um, we're sitting down eating. I didn't understand that. Okay, Siri. I don't understand why you're talking to me. But uh, we're sitting down in an Olive Garden. I see a, a fancy, what looks like an ice cream drink. And I'm like, I want one of those. She's like, okay, absolutely. Brings it over. It is half vodka. Oh, no. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you not tell me there's alcohol in this? Oh, I figured you knew. It looks like ice cream, dude. <laughs> it's a smoothie. It's a I'm vodka fat. smoothie. I, I like, I like, oh God, I like ice cream. cream. <laughs> So it was just, uh, I was pissed, you know, and I'm right. sure she learned a lot. And, and I shouldn't have gotten as upset as a normal person right. as I did. But like, once I told her, like, I'm, I'm an alcoholic, I cannot do this, that you like, mm-hmm. I'm like calling, we're out to dinner. So I'm calling my mother-in-law, like making sure my daughter's all right. You oh, know what I mean? Like I was so it really nervous. Hit, yeah. 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 So it ruined our night, but oh, whatever. That's the way life goes. Well, that's awesome that you uh, you you taken that sign from the universe, and right. you know that's that. I appreciate that. I I always appreciate people like that. So, well, it's it's definitely something that I, I I'm taking way too serious, you know, and I'm okay with it because yeah. honestly, it's made me a hundred times better of a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not just that drunk dude, right. you know. I've always been fun, but yeah. and it also it opens this whole thing where I always get really upset when people drink. To let out who they are. You know well, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and it's not usually your authentic self anyways. Well, I feel you like know? a lot of people use it to show their authentic self. Mm. And that way they have an excuse later if you didn't like it. Oh, well. I was drunk, so you know what I mean? <laughs> I was drunk. I didn't mean to be a hoe. That right. kind of thing. <laughs> a hoe or, or even like I didn't mean to for people who were a little more reserved. Right. I didn't mean to like, I'm sorry you didn't like my jokes. I'm sorry you don't actually think I'm funny mm-hmm. or, or something of that nature. Because I know I used it a lot like that. Okay. You know, I, I was able to be who I wanted to be. Be more comfortable. Yeah, a lot of people have like social anxiety. And so when they go out and they drink, obviously it loosens them up. Right. But I mean, I feel like it, it's not actually showing your authentic self because you're under the influence of something that, you know, it's making you act out in ways you wouldn't necessarily if you hadn't you definitely been drinking. Right. You know, your authentic your authentic self might be scared shitless to be in a social setting. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you drink, you get a little over the top. You know, right. you make mistakes. You do and say dumb things. You ruin relationships. I mean, I think that a lot of the marriages that end based on, like, infidelity, it's actually based on drinking. People getting drunk, not knowing, not knowing what they're doing, you know? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I feel I feel like you're right on that one. It, it could definitely happen. It depends on whether or not alcohol's involved on those parts, I feel. Yeah. I feel like, uh, but yeah, again, I could also see how those parts might be, again, used as an excuse. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, if, if they wanted to maybe be unfaithful or something of that nature. Yeah. And then be like, well, I was drunk. I was drinking. Right. Sorry. You <laughs> Sorry. Know, like can you forgive the, me now? Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. I've been through a, a lot of the, the sorry. I've, I made a mm-hmm. mistake bullshit. So it's, it's oh, definitely, yeah. yeah, I don't like it. 
yeah, whatever excuse they're going to use. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's it's a bullshit excuse. And yeah. and I always hated that, like, if, if you don't want to be with somebody, don't be with them. That's my theory. Like, that was my whole thing. My entire marriage was like, she was very, very like, oh, well, you know, are you going to cheat on me? Are you going to cheat on me? Are you going to cheat? And I'm just like, if I wanted to fuck someone else, I would do it. Right. But I would probably tell you to fuck off first. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what's mm-hmm. the point? I got too much shit going on. Mm-hmm. I'm getting too fucking old to deal with all this back and forth sneaky bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, uh, so obviously my, my 15 year marriage just recently ended and I, I tried going out and dating and, uh, yeah, I was dating for a little while and I found out that there was a, a side chick and there was a lot of sneaky backhanded stuff like I, it, it took a little while to have it all make sense, but once I found out, I was like, how can you live two lives? Right. Like, how can you function like that? It's got to be so stressful. It is. It sounds just too much. It's too much. I, I could never do that. Like, right. I, I just no. I don't have time for it. I don't have the mental capacity to just keep <laughs> fucking with everybody. Yeah. And my, my hard, the hardest point for me is, is I love hard, right? So, like, yeah. how can you give more than one person so much? You know what I mean? Of yourself. Yeah. So it, it's, it's definitely very difficult, but uh, some people just love it. I don't know how they do it, but kudos to How do you get anything them. else done? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, know? what do they do? They, do they have such good passive income or what? I mean, I would love that kind of shit. So if I had passive income, I don't know, I might be dating three or four dudes at one time, but... <laughs> right, or just or just try being a sugar baby or sugar daddy. Oh my God, yeah. I would love to be a sugar daddy. Oh just God. be handing it out, be like, just you're aware there's four of you. Yeah. I'm not fucking with you. You get Wednesdays. You get, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, see, like, I'm at the point in my life where I'm, I'm kind of like... Men have, have done me so dirty that, and I hate saying this, but I will. I'm at the point where men are only good for dick and money at this point to me. Like, that's all they have to offer me. Like, I can't get love the way I want it. Why would I bother anymore? Right. And you so know? so there, there's a lot of that going yeah. on, I think, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's it's kind of an interesting time because women can finally come out and say some shit like that. Yeah, women you know are I mean? super empowered right now. Right, yeah, it's right. It's wild. And, it, and it's good, mm-hmm. I believe, but it's also, I feel like it does hurt a little. It does. Because, I yeah. mean, no matter what, I guarantee if you were to find that love you've been looking for, you'd mm-hmm. be happy with it. Oh, yeah, and I'm totally willing to accept that. Right. But until then, <laughs> dick and money. Dick and money. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just put it out there. That's the way it works right now. That's the way it is. And know? I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of glad that, that women can kind of be open like that. Yeah. You know, like, like it, we're just dating. We're, we're fucking, yeah. right? Like, you're yeah. not enough to mm-hmm. create a relationship with, so that's what we're doing. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wish more people would just be open about it, you know, because yeah. it's like I don't want to waste my fucking time anymore. I'm right. tired. I'm old. I have kids. I'm trying to build a business again. I don't have time to waste. Okay. Yeah. It's really simple, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's hear about that businesses. So, well, I I closed out Smith's dressing, the salad dressing company. So that was when I first started. We talked about that yes. a little bit. That's when I first started following you. I was so interested at. I was cooking at the time. I cooked for about 10 years before nice. I did real okay, estate. Yeah. And uh, I saw that you just Smith dressing, Smith dressing, Smith dressing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, how does that work? Like, are you at home, like, just, like, brewing it up? Or oh, what's man. happening? No. So, uh, it, was, it was a family recipe. We had to tweak it a little bit, uh, my husband and I at the time. And, uh, I mean, we made it for friends and family and things like that. And everyone just seemed to love it so much. And it just came up one day, why don't we bottle this and try to sell it to people, 
right? Why don't we make money off of this? Okay. So uh, I started uh, whipping it up and selling it out of the trunk of the car to friends and family. And everyone just went crazy for it. And I'm like, well, shit, we need a co-packer. We need a facility to actually manufacture and bottle it and store it in. So we went and we did it all. And then uh, we started hitting stores. We hit new seasons in the Portland, Vancouver area. We were hitting Chuck's Produce and a, a whole variety of other small stores and produce places. And uh, we were getting ready to go regional, uh, talking to Safeway and everything. And then COVID hit. And I'm like, we can't do this now because my business was being built on um, me being able to do demos, go to stores, go to events. And with all that getting shut down, I knew I wasn't going to get the outreach and the sales would have definitely been minimal. We wouldn't have been able to afford it. So I made the decision to shut it down and uh, then COVID, <laughs> then we were stuck inside. So it, it kind of... I went through a really depressive phase, uh, not because of COVID and being stuck at home with the kids. That was actually kind of nice, spending time with them like that. Right. Uh, but it was because I had to close the business. That was my baby. It was my third baby. And I had so much uh, support from the community and so much love. Uh, I just, it really, it hit me hard. I was very upset and sad for a while. Uh, and then I decided to go ahead and just get back into tattooing. Hence my new business, the uh, Permanent Cosmetics. Right. So I learned how to do uh, all that stuff uh, during COVID. I was able to still go for training. And uh, now I'm just back in that. But I really miss Smith's dressing. Like, it, it still holds a big place in my heart. Uh, we actually took the last of the bottles that we had, and we sold them to the Smash Lab in Vancouver. Cool. Uh, because I, was, I had to stare at these bottles for months, and it, I would cry whenever I'd see them. I was like, oh, I miss this business. And uh, I'm like, I have to get rid of the fucking bottles, but who's going to take them? So I posted up on like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Smash Lab contacts me. Hey, we want your bottles. And then they said, oh, you can even come smash them for free anytime. Go ahead. I never even called them to do that and went in. So uh, they ended up taking all of our bottles and that's it. Done deal. So That's cool. Smash Lab. That, when that first came out, I was like, fucking genius. It is genius. I mean, they're getting, what, random free shit like mm -hmm. from everybody, and they're just like, break it. Yeah, well, I think they'll hit up Goodwills and places, too, occasionally, yeah. you know, or buy bottles from, you know, former salad dressing companies. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I really do want to go in. My one daughter wants to go in, too, and uh, we just haven't yet, but I, I hope to at some point here, so, yeah. It'll be a lot of fun, just, just breaking beat shit. beat the shit out of computers and TVs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I'm super into it. Sounds fun. Yeah, Sounds yeah. like a good way to get anger out. Some people are going to say, oh, it's not healthy to do it that way. Fuck, fuck them. That's bullshit. There's, <laughs> no, there's no. therapists who tell you to do that shit. Yeah, you know? I mean, scream in your pillow, bite into a lemon, break something. It's, you know, don't go beat a human being or anything by any means, but obviously there's ways to let out your frustration. Well, there's ways to do that too. I mean, just join a, like a combat gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go do some boxing and stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I kickboxed for a while, a couple of years, and... uh and that was really, they knew. I was in there to let off steam. Yeah. Like, so if you want to spar me, I'm going to hit you. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's, that's why I'm here. That seems like a really good way to do it because people are really getting, they're actually getting your authentic like self wanting to really go in. You're not just going all light and easy on them. You're actually wanting right. to spar. And well, and that's the thing too. I like being hit too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I want this back. So I need you to understand this is an 80% spar. 
Mm-hmm. Like, this is hard. I want to be hit, and I'm going to hit you. You know? <laughs> like, and so there there were quite a few people who just wouldn't go in the gym, go in the ring with me. They were afraid. Well, I'm, I'm a big guy. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. so, like, my my version of power is a lot different than yours. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, like, normal people's. Right? right so, right. I'm a lot slower. Mm-hmm. But if I land anything, it doesn't even matter if you're blocking it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you got to move. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So... I had a few people who were really good beat the shit out of me constantly because they're in, bam, 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 and they jump back out before I can reach them, you know? And yeah. so my biggest thing is I would just walk forward the whole time, like just like a, a constant slow-moving train. That's got to be a little scary. It's, it's nerve-wracking, and yeah. one of my biggest uh, ways of fighting is, is intimidation. There you go. And so I don't put my hands up. Mm-hmm. I let them just punch me in the fucking face because my neck is so thick mm-hmm. you're probably not knocking me out because yeah. that's how you knock somebody out is that click oh right, right so i just tuck in and just walk forward and they just punch me in the face and all this other shit i had one dude like just drop a bomb right in my mouth and he's like are you gonna block and i'm like when you start hitting like a man <laughs> you know what i mean like like so that it is it is nerve-wracking to have someone not even block yeah and just take everything but uh i'm a bit of a, a bit of a sadist i, I appreciate oh. that kind of shit there so there you go I thoroughly actually enjoy it. But if you can take it, yeah, do it, man. But I'm a big guy, so it's it's easier for me. But yeah. um, my coach, who's about six two, six three, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, and he was actually a UFC fighter. Oh, he's nice. had a few matches. Um, he's like, I'm gonna show you what it feels like to be hit by a big fucking dude, and uh, just planted his feet. He's not even moving, and we fought. So he's tall enough to where I can't really reach his face. I'm going for body shots, I guess. Uh-huh. And he beat the shit out of me. Like, uh-huh. almost knocked me out. And uh, and that was fun. That was, that was fantastic. That was fun. You're like, well, I loved it. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of people who can do that. There was probably right. like two other dudes in, in the building that could even get close. Hmm. And most of them, one of them was uh, Sonic. He calls himself Sonic. But uh, Do, his name's Do, D-U-Y. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I believe it's Korean or Vietnamese, something of that, of that nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's uh, trying to become a UFC fighter. They're pretty fast. He's yeah. fast as fuck. Yeah. So he's he's also tall for, for being Asian, too. He's really? like 5'11". Oh, wow. That is tall. Yeah. And he yeah. is just, he's so strong. And he does jujitsu, everything. So he's got a full body strength, too. And it's right. A, so when he hits you, he fucking hits you. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because we're, we're in there, we're sparring, and then, of course... I'm like, I'm going to go harder. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I'm going to match you. Right? Because that's usually what I would do. Yeah. If, if someone's throwing light at me, I'm going to throw light at you. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be a dick. But I'm going to tell them I want to go harder and see where they're at. Yeah. So I talk to him. He's like, okay, I'll match you. And I start throwing bombs. And so now he's duck, ducking and dodging them and just dropping fucking heavy on me. And it was one of the first times that, uh, that I've been hit that hard with gloves on. Oh wow! And uh, and he almost fucking dropped me, but <laughs> yeah. So um, so it was uh, it was an interesting thing. Plus, I mean, it's kickboxing. So I mean, my leg. I played soccer for like twelve years, right? So I mm-hmm. can kick like a motherfucker, and so it doesn't matter if you block it or check it or whatever. Unless you unless my shin catches your knee, mm-hmm. you're fucked. You know, because I'm kicking a knee hurts. <laughs> You know what I mean? So you so you played soccer for how long? Twelve years. Yeah. Jeez, did you go like, 
national or anything? No, 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 none of that. Just so, some local just stuff? Just from when I was a little kid. Oh, okay. All the way up through high school. Okay. I, and, my cousin, um, he actually got on, like, the national team and stuff or something. Okay. You know, I don't talk to them that often, but uh, he, uh, he did soccer and was big into that for a number of years. And now he's in music. Now he's Sammy Adams and he, you know, tours and does music and all that fun cool. stuff. Yeah, he was on, uh, like, Conan O'Brien a couple years ago and stuff. What? Yeah, my whole family's like musical and musically inclined. Okay, well, so. I played the trumpet for like twelve years too. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but yeah, it, it's everyone's got their own story. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear how much some people have actually done. You yeah. know, it's fascinating, especially I mean, as we get older, obviously we've had so much more time than say a twenty-five year old. But it's just fun to hear everybody's stories. So speaking of time, how do you feel about time? Does it feel the way I feel, where it's like now every week seems like a couple days? It Oh, well, that's because we've had children. Right. And when you have kids, time flies. And they say that, like our parents probably, my, my dad used to tell me that all the time. Once you have those kids, man, time flies. Spend every moment you can with them. And I'm like, nah, nah. It does. I The days just roll into one another. And unless I have, you know, an alarm, I have to take them to school uh, I have no idea what fucking day it is half the time. Right. I just go off of my calendar, and if I hear a beep, I check it, you know. See what you're doing at that moment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, uh, I have a client in two hours. I better get into work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that, too. I mean, especially making your own schedule, it's it's definitely, um, it's its own beast to, to mm-hmm. maneuver, you know. Um, I, I found it really weird. The first couple of years I was doing real estate, um, I was like, no, I'm going to be a good dad, too. I'm going to do the family thing, all that other crap. And I'm going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't schedule time in with the family, it doesn't happen. Exactly. So I had to start doing that. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's kind of what's frustrating about trying to run uh, your own business and stuff. Like, right, like I was a stay-at-home mom for so many years. I, the routine was easy. Get up, get the kids to school, bring them home, cook dinner, clean the house. Every day was just the routine. Now it's shaken up. You know, yeah. and I feel kind of bad because the kids aren't aren't familiar with that routine. They're not used to mom being gone working. They don't know, you know, I mean, they're old enough they can stay at home and take care of themselves for the most part, you know, but it, it's it's kind of hurting me as a mom, I think, too, because I feel like I'm almost neglecting them, you know, even though yeah. I'm not, yeah. you know, it's just no five-star meals all the time anymore because right. I used to prep for hours for certain dinners and we would plan weekend getaways and we're just not able to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, so it feels it feels bad, and that's part of why my marriage, you know, continued as long as it did, because I didn't want to do that to my kids. So, you know, every time we had separated or I had tried to leave, I ended up going back, because I wanted that life for the kids. It was all about them, even though I was suffering. Right. And it's like, well, shit, now here I am now, and it's like, ugh, trying, but it's like, you know, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It's, it's definitely rough, and I mean, I think that's... That's the only thing that kept me there for as long as it has. You yeah. Know, it was, is this this whole, and I think we talked a little bit about it before. Mm-hmm. It's the thought of, especially significant other, being like, so you want to destroy our destroy. family. Oh, yeah. That's the worst thing they can say to you. Is, yeah. oh, so you want to ruin the kids' lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who says something that mean? Mean people. Mean people say it. Yeah. <laughs> I would never say that because right. it's not just about the kids' happiness. You can't take care of them properly if you're not happy, too. Absolutely. You know? I mean, if we're not... I mean, I don't want to be a miserable wreck trying to, to feed and love on them. You well, know? And the, the example, I feel like, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have to show them. 
if a relationship is not okay, you should not be a part of it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you can say that as many times as you want. So my my mother-in-law, right? She's constantly talking to Andre, Andre is my wife's name, uh, about oh, you should you should uh, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, whatever. Like she's just always so much talk. Mm-hmm. But like her husband cheats on her like every month. Does she know this? She knows. She knows, and she's just like, oh, we'll just get over it. Yeah. He buys her something, they get over it, and whatever. And they're like 60s now. And she's like, well, I'm too old now to, to do anything. Oh, yeah, because this is a new thing? The oh, newest it's... thing is that he's still dating 25-year-olds. Ooh. It's disgusting. Oh, They're like man. younger than my wife now. That's, you know? that's a little so, scary. Unless it, it's a sugar daddy thing, then I guess well, I mean, you do what you gotta do. He's but... fucking hideous, so it's oh, gotta be what it is. It's gotta be what it is. Yeah. Mm. He's paying them for whatever the fuck. And, uh, yeah. It's just... So that's my point, is like, you can say whatever you want, but you're not being an example to your daughter at all. Right, right. So, like, I feel like if anything were ever to happen, she'd be like, just just deal with it. It'll, he'll get over it kind of a thing, you right. know? But you're also dealing with two different types of men. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit, you know what I mean? I'm not out there fucking everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. What I want is I want out so I can start a new one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can find out what is actually on the other side. Mm-hmm. How, how to actually love and be loved back. It's not that great, FYI. The grass is not always greener. <laughs> It's it's green, but it's there's patches all over, round well, patches. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that there's a there's a little bit of a difference there is because I'm also at the point where it's not like it's not like something I was looking for. Right, right. You know what I need now is to show my children that if you're in a bad relationship, get out. Get out. Yeah, be strong, and you're better than that. And you will figure out life. Life will go on, and you will be happy. Yeah. As long as you're focused on that being a part of your life, being happy. I used to actually believe that soulmates were a real thing. You know, yeah. even, oh, we have multiple soulmates and they're, they're meant for different reasons. But now I've kind of come to this conclusion that there is no one person or even a, just a few people out there. We just have to find somebody or different people throughout our life that we can just put up with their bullshit and they can put up with ours. There is no soulmate. You just learn to deal with people's shit and if it's too much for you, you leave. You know? I, I think uh, I think everybody hits different sections of their life when they're doing something of that nature. And uh, yeah. I was definitely at a point. I mean, I should. I've been at a point with the kids where I'm like, "Fuck this," you know. Like, <laughs> why did I have children? Oh, All this yeah. other crap, you know. I mean, everybody's been there. How but, old are uh, your kids now? Fourteen and ten. Okay, mine are about to turn fourteen and about to turn ten. So, yeah. are they girls or boys? Uh, my son, the older one, is a was a boy. Right. That was a weird way to explain that. <laughs> And then uh, my daughter's the 10-year-old. Okay. Yeah, I have two girls. And so, yeah, there's there are days when we're at it with each other and it's it's intense. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on here yeah. or what I did to you. Like, how did how badly did I screw you up? Right. <laughs> but. And that's the thing, too. You never know as parents, like, what, what little thing could I have done to fuck up this kid's whole life? Oh, yeah. You always wonder, was it this moment? Was it the fact that I yelled at them and, and said something I shouldn't have the one time we were fighting? Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it, too, is just the phases. You know, especially with, like, teenage girls. They go through... I, I, I sit here and I'm like, I remember all the things that I did and said to my parents now because I'm experiencing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense to me. It's just their phases. You know, they really test the waters and push your patience and all that. And I mean, this fucking kid won't even come out of his room anymore. He's oh, yeah. He's on his cell phone all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my 14-year-old, she, uh, yeah, she, well, all through COVID, she was, you know, hiding in her room and, 
you know, failing school. Granted, it wasn't all her. A lot of those, those apps and stuff on the iPads were just, it was horrendous. They had no idea what they were doing anyway. Yeah. But uh, she would stay in her room and just, yeah, no, is come out once in a while to shower and eat, and that's it. I felt like we had to just, like, slip food under the door at one point for her. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah, we tried really hard with that whole COVID thing, and it was, it went, my son wasn't doing that great in school for normal school, mm-hmm. and then my daughter was doing amazing, and then we switch over to the COVID shit, and my daughter starts slipping, and my son's doing fine, you know, and it was really yeah. weird. It is weird. She wanted that social aspect more yeah. than anything else, and so she'd show up for that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But she's not showing up for just the normal one-on-one bullshit, you know. Yeah. And it was... It's it's funny now because um, we we were so frustrated with the the iPad and having having them do school on their own, then the little help that we gave them. And now this year we're deciding to put them in uh, that K through twelve program, uh, just because it's going to align with our schedules better. You know, we're trying to do the 50-50 parenting, uh, but we're not going to follow it, like, to a T, like, what the court says, what the documents say. Right. You know, we're, like, it says one week on, one week off. Well, we're going to we're gonna fudge it because that's what works for us. You know, we'll always communicate and try to co-parent well. Uh, but based on our work schedules and things, it just seems like the online school is going to be better for the kids. You know, but I'm a little worried because... Well, my 14-year-old, she's supposed to be entering high school. That's a big deal. I didn't even finish high school. You know, I I left in 10th grade. My parents got divorced, and that whole whole thing screwed me up. But I'm like, well, shoot, I really would like her to have that experience and go through it, you know, because it it really botched so much of my life up, missing out on those extra years, you know. So I don't want her to fail at the online school, miss the socialization, you know, I, I didn't get to go to, like, a, a prom or anything. You know, I want her to experience that stuff, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I'm a little worried about the online school, but... Well, you can still add them into proms and all that other stuff, but then again, I mean, who's going to go with them? Yeah, exactly. Them? If they don't have friends. I mean, we're going to try to put them in, like, extra activities, you know, dance classes, swim, whatever it is, you know. But, uh, I don't know. I'm still a little... A little uneasy about it, but it's something I'm giving in to all my ex-husband's demands, you know, no alimony and all that stuff. I'm trying to be as civil as I can so we don't fight. That <laughs> I don't would be fight. wonderful. Yeah, I just don't want to fight. I don't like drama. I hate it. Mine made it uh, very clear that she's going to make this as difficult as possible. Ah, that's so, what most women do, unfortunately. Well, it's frustrating because I'm, wanna, I'm trying to be amicable and all that other crap and, and make right. this work and... I'm like, you know, you're not a bad mom, I'm not a bad dad, 50-50's fine, all yeah. this other bullshit. And she's like, I will fight you tooth and nail for all this shit. And I'm like, then be ready to be shit on, you yeah. know? Because, like, I'm being nice right now, you want to mm-hmm. fuck with me? Yeah. Then we can do that, you know? Like, I can leave you with fucking nothing. Yeah. So, like, if we can not play this game, I've, I've fucking taken care of this woman her entire life. Yeah. That she's been here, you know what I mean? And it's, uh... It's irritating that, like, after I've given so much to this relationship, you fuck off the whole relationship, and then now that I want out, now you're going to be an asshole again? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know? Like, anyways, it, it's it's life. It is. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's people out there like that, and 
that's those are the people I'm trying to avoid as best as I can. Those people suck. Yeah. yeah. I just that's why I made that post the other day on Facebook. I'm like, I want the long haulers, the good people. Like, I don't care if you're a business partner, a lover, a friend. If you're not fucking in my water deep with me, get the fuck out. Right. <laughs> like, just sayonara, suckers. Well, and it, and it's funny too because I'm a very social person, right? I can sit here and bullshit with anybody. Yeah. Um, but I have like three friends, and mm-hmm. it's so surprising to everybody that like, oh, but like you're friends with everybody. No, no, no. I'm your version of friends uh-huh. with everybody. My version is completely different. Yeah. Like, if I can't call you at 3 a.m. and and be like, dude, I'm I'm on the side of the fucking road and know that you're going to come and get me, you're not my friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I would do that for my friends. Right, right. So, it, it's, it's, it's a very big difference. People don't quite understand what friendship means. No, I they believe. don't. And the, especially with the social media stuff, you know, I have almost 11,000 followers and, you know, people are like, oh, you have so many friends. No, actually, I don't. I don't go out with my friends. Like, right. I, I have a couple, like, gal pals, but I don't even consider them, like, close enough to really spend too much time with. Right. And our schedules never align anyways. Um, but, yeah, these are all just followers. Granted, they're amazing people. I don't know if you noticed, but my mom uh, needs me to come back next week to help with her after her surgery and stuff. Okay. Uh, she's not been doing well. And I couldn't afford a plane ticket. And I'm like, shit, I have, I have no idea how to get back to my mom. She's so drugged up, she can't even, like, talk or type or she can't go online buy me a plane ticket. So I reached out to my following on Facebook. And those people came together and I bought my plane ticket what? the next day. What? Yep. They, I was like, hey, if every single one of my followers just sends me $1, I, mean, I know that not all 11,000 people are going to send a dollar. Right. But I know that I could get some people. I'm like, if I can get just get a few hundred people to send a dollar, I can get a plane ticket. I got way more than that out of these people. They're amazing. So now I'm like, well, I kind of consider these people my actual friends in a way because they, they came out to help me in, in a situation, and I just never expected that. So Yeah, this, this world is so strange right now. It is. Everyone's like, I feel like COVID really screwed a lot of us up. Uh, really create a lot of problems, but I feel like it also has helped people kind of be more, um, I don't know, just more empathetic towards others. Right. You know, we've kind of all come together, I feel like, in a way, because of it too. Well, I do feel as though social media has definitely created its own actual community as well. Oh, you yeah. Know? I yeah. mean, it's to say that it's not a big part of life is, is insane. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I check my social media every day. You know, yeah, and, too and much. <laughs> way too much. Yeah. And it, and it's weird because it's it's its own type of friendship, like you're saying. You know, it is. like yeah, like I've been following you forever. It's mm-hmm. not like we conversated or anything. Yeah, we've never. I don't think we've ever had an actual message up until you asking me to come on this ca- podcast. Right. It, yeah. And and it, but it was still I felt connected. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like watching you through through the the dressings through mm-hmm. this through that and yeah. like. Just watching your your story unfold, and it's yeah. it's very interesting, mm-hmm. you know. And it's cool because some people, like yourself, do let people in a little bit more. Yeah. And those are interesting stories to watch, mm-hmm. and you kind of, you kind of, kind of, are addicted to watching it. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's probably about fifteen twenty people that I watch online. Mm-hmm. That probably don't even know who I am, but I'm like so invested in their <laughs> You're invested. life. It's reality TV, right? Yeah, that's what it is. And you know, I'm I'm definitely an open book. I, you know, I was told to be quiet for so many years about a lot of my life, and I decided that that's not who I am. If I can help somebody, if I can reach somebody, if I can just feel good about sharing my story and being who I am, I'm gonna do it. 
you know, even uh, this one guy I was trying to date, he told me I shouldn't uh, talk about a certain uh, past of mine that I had because, you know, it just, it, I, I think it, it was almost embarrassing for him in a way and he didn't want his friends or family knowing, but it's like, fuck you. Yeah. If I can help other people or if I can feel good just sharing my story, I'm going to talk about it. You know, well, it's who makes you who. It's, it's, uh, it's who makes you you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Exactly. And it, and it's uh, it, that's why I love these podcasts. I mean, mm-hmm. all the stuff that's involved in making someone who they are, from the little things that people didn't think mattered to the big things that they know mattered and maybe want to ignore. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just, it's that's what that's why you are who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this conversation a couple times, and uh, it, talking about time time machines, right? It oh, always nice. comes up. <laughs> and uh, and I'm at the point where um. No, I'd never go backwards. Absolutely not, yeah. No, no. way. I, 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 I love who I am and I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm still figuring shit out, right? Like we how always to deal. will be, yeah. How do, you, how do you deal with who you are, mm-hmm. right? Like how do you deal with that in a positive way? Mm-hmm. And that's been difficult for a long time. But um, yeah, I wouldn't change a single thing. I got kids, mm-hmm. I got a, you know, a marriage that... Almost lasted 14 years, right? Yeah. So, like, it's it just, it's it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never go back and change. Even the bad stuff. There was bad stuff. I would never right. want to erase that. Because it forged me into who I am. Right. You know. And it made me come to some realizations, you know. And, and those realizations were big turning points. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, you're, you're talking about new ventures. New adventures. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, man. You don't know. Well, I'm, I'm trying this permanent cosmetics thing, but it's okay. it's expensive to, to maintain the suite. So I'm like, well, maybe I should rent it out, like sublet it to some lash artists and things while I try to figure it out. Now I've got like t-shirts and now I'm, I'm trying to get into Maxim and all these crazy things. I'm just like, I'm being pulled in so many different directions. Hit me with that. The Maxim thing. <laughs> I mean, because so, we had scheduled this interview... And that I think is what's making. That's a new. That's a new thing. So yeah, you know, you submit pictures, and girls are always sending like professional photos. I just send a bunch of my selfies, some with my daughter even that I post. I'm just like fuck. I'm just gonna send some. So I get an email. Hey, you'll know. You'll know by the 26th if you for sure like in the contest. So I get the email. I'm like, holy shit! Like, not that I'm gonna get it. And I think I said this earlier because I'm like five foot tall. You know, and it's like, I just, I feel like I wouldn't have the opportunity, but my life's been crazy. I expected a six foot woman to walk through the room. Yeah, no. I'm going to be honest I'm, with you. I'm 100 pounds the, by your foot. Your presence <laughs> and all that other stuff that you yeah. put out really shows just, just a big presence. And I mean, you're, you're showing that now. Yeah. You got quite a presence when you enter a room. So I wouldn't oh, yeah. think that your five footedness <laughs> is going to be a big deal. It's a big personality and a little package for sure. <laughs> there you I go. have I have a lot going on up here. So... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm, I'm in it and I guess voting starts, I think June 13th and it's up to like the public to vote in like the top finalists. So I'm hoping my following comes out again for me on that one. And maybe this is not nude nude, right? It's it's, just about, it's uh, actually the cover girl, the 2022 uh, cover girl. So it's to get on the cover of Maxim and I'm not expecting like, even if I were to get it, uh, I wouldn't expect to like sh- this to launch a modeling career. I'm almost forty, you know. And granted, I, I have a little fillers and stuff like that, trying to make myself feel beautiful again. But I just it would never do. It's just it's just fun. Well, you don't have to feel anything. Mm-hmm. You're a beautiful woman. It's just fun. Well, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. It's, it's just kind of a fun thing. I'm 
I'll go for any anything in life, you know? That's why I'm having t-shirts made that say, drink your water, bitch. And <laughs> I will literally do anything at this point to try to succeed. I feel like, um, so I, I've come to a big realization, actually very recently, um, with some someone I'm talking to that's really helping me become me again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like that. I'm very creative. I, I have all these ideas I, I really want to do. And I mean, this marriage I've been in for so long, is it's very suffocating oh yeah you know because there's always oh you can't do that or oh that's stupid or or all that other shit right so like i'm becoming me again by by thinking about these fucking wild off the wall ideas i mean we were looking at like um i have a client who's looking at like 70 acres he was looking at at a home on some acreage Mm -hmm. then i go and talk to him like what if you like container homes on it and like oh, yeah. now it's a ranch now you got horses and animals and a farm and a mm-hmm. restaurant and like 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 and i'm just like spitballing the shit and you just see his eyes light up you know like yeah. this is fucking cool and you know what's kind of funny too like people like us will have these ideas and we'll give them to other people because we can't necessarily make it happen right. at that moment it sucks that's why i should keep my mouth shut <laughs> don't right. take my ideas google <laughs> <laughs> Google's gonna try. Yeah, they're gonna try. For yeah, sure. yeah. But but that's the thing. It's like uh, always be thinking like that because yeah. I mean, so I was talking to him yesterday and he's like, well, if I if I have twelve ideas and I'm reaching and trying to grab them, really trying to make each of them go, maybe one sticks. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. He's like, because if you if you don't have any ideas and you don't, or you have all these ideas and never try, right? Then what? I had someone tell me that I should just stick with one at a time. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no way. No. I can't do it. I need to put my hand in all the honey pots to see which right. one's the best. Honey's delicious. Yeah. I want to see which one I like best. I mean, it's it's the clover, the wildflowers, the blackberry. They're all very different. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what's growing around that, that area. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so for me in this area, I need to find what works best. And I don't know. I don't know if it's misdressing. I don't know if it's the permanent cosmetics. I don't know if it's t-shirts. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely good at sales. I know that. So, I'm Well, sales is, uh, is, is its own beast. And if you're good at sales, I don't know how much other things you even have to be good at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause well, I have to know what I want to sell. I have to find, right. find that niche, and I just don't know what it is. Well, and it, it's funny because like, I'm doing real estate right now, and I keep having clients come up and be like, oh, well, this sold a couple years ago for this much, so why would we pay as much as it is? Uh, it, it, because you're gonna. Because <laughs> that's the way the market is right now. Right. It's yeah. supply and demand. Yeah. Uh, there's no supply mm-hmm. and tons of demand. Yeah. So that means it's more expensive. Well, I don't want to pay that much. No one wants to pay that much. <laughs> I want to give someone $10 and walk away with a mansion, you know? But yeah. like, that's not how life works. If you want a home, that's what it's looking at. Yeah. And uh, it, it's pretty interesting to hear people's opinion on that stuff. I mean, I've lost clients plenty of times. Yeah. Just because, I mean, this market's rough. For buyers right now, we're walking into, I got I got like 10, 15 buyers, and we're showing them houses, putting in offers, nothing's getting accepted. Mm-hmm. Because each of these houses um, has like 20 offers. And so a normal amount of inventory is about six months of inventory. We have a week and a half worth of inventory. Right yeah, now. I we tried buying a house uh, actually right at the beginning of Swiss dressing, um, and we went in and we we bid on a house and we lost it to a single guy that had cash, you know, yeah. and it, it broke our hearts because we were trying to have our first home. I still have never owned a home, and I'm almost forty. Never even 
It's not a terrible thing. It's always it's, a possibility. It's a little though. sad. <laughs> I feel like it's sad. My girls are sharing. Uh, we live in a two-bedroom townhouse. They're sharing the master bedroom. We put up some fence, you know, to make it seem like it was two rooms. Right. So I feel like they deserve more, and that's what I'm trying to work toward, obviously. So, yeah. So right. buy my shirts, people. So buy my shirts, yeah. <laughs> Every shirt goes to Leah's house fund someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is we got to figure out... Um, that's one of the reasons I started with real estate. I mean, mm-hmm. I love real estate. I love architecture. I love homes, mm-hmm. right? But it also pays well. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, I know people who are selling six a year and, and living. That's amazing. I mean, it's a, so if you think about it, it's about ten grand a sale. That's pretty good. That's fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah. So you make one every other month, and you get five grand a month. That's mm-hmm. pretty good money. That's pretty good. That's lovable. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty interesting to think about something like that. I mean, 30 grand. People are living off 30... 30 grand a year. Oh, yeah. I, we used to, we actually, we lived on about 32,000 uh, with our first daughter. It was rough for a while there. Oh, yeah, but people yeah. do it. People can do it. You can. And that's three sales. Yeah. Wow. In an entire year. Fuck, man. Yeah. So, you just got to find the right thing that fits the right direction, right? I mean, right. so even if you don't sell a shit ton of houses, I mean, you're still making a good amount of money. Yeah. But uh, there's also people, I, I know this this lady, Haley Parker, I'm, I'm interviewing her too, and uh, she did like 62 in a year. That's good. That's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. That's that is, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what do you, she took a whole year off after that. Nice. Like, why not? Now nice. she does like so, Haley's Healing. So you said Haley's Healing, that sounds nice. My daughter's name's Haley, actually. Yeah. <laughs> She's really into like the rocks and the stones and that, all that's, that. That's a big thing here, that, yeah. Yeah, um, but... You said that uh, a lot of the real estate agents are like dropping off right now because of, is it because of the market being yeah. so rough? I mean, Maybe rough I should dive market. into it then. Well, so that's that's what we're running into is mm-hmm. by the end of this year, we're going to have less than half of the amount of realtors. And it's because, which I cannot wait for. Yeah, I am right? so fucking sick of, don't take any offense to this, but like yeah. a stay-at-home mom with a yeah. real estate license. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who is now selling her mom's fucking house. Mm-hmm. And has never fucking sold anything in her life. And they get their friends and family. To, right, just yeah. little sales, but oh, yeah. like, you're fucking me because you have no idea what you're doing. Exactly. And you're just like, oh well, cash is better. No, no, but look at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You're making more money with this deal, yeah. and this is a safer deal yeah. versus if this guy with cash, if you accept his offer and he f- tells you to fuck off the next day, you're fucked. Yeah. Right. So like, there's just there's so many things into it that I've been doing this a long time and I, I do a, quite a bit of work, right? Yeah. And so these these just weekend warriors, is what I call them, are <laughs> pissing me off. I would be in it. I have a really good work ethic. I'd be yeah. in it five, six days a week, man. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're not making phone calls every day, you're not a realtor. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? I'd be so on like, people all the time. Right. And yeah. it, it's pretty interesting to, uh, to see how much sales is actually involved in real estate. People think you get your license and... The phone just starts ringing. No. Your family's not even going to remember you're a realtor for the mm-hmm. first year. Yeah. You're going to get like your uncle calling you like, oh, right, you're in real estate. I have a question. I'm in the middle of a transaction. And you're like, what the fuck? Why didn't you call me? Yeah. Yeah. But they're also be nervous because you're brand new. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So do they want to trust a couple hundred thousand dollar transaction to somebody who doesn't maybe potentially know what they're doing? Right, right. And it's... Uh, it's a frustrating hump to get over. Oh, yeah. And uh, even afterwards, I mean, so I probably stopped working uh, about June of last year. Mm-hmm. And there was just too much going on. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll deal with whatever I got. 
mm-hmm. coming in. And uh, sure, things were still going from past clients and from other things. I'm always answering my phone, but it just stopped. They just got quiet. Yeah. They got real quiet. If you don't keep making those calls, they don't keep coming. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's irritating. So probably about February of this year, I really started busting ass again, and it's going again. Good. Right? Good. So it's irritating, yeah. right? But so like this year already, I've already made more money than I made last year. Yeah, it's still pretty early in the year, too. Right. Barely halfway through. That's Barely. Good. It, which is fantastic. Or does it show how shit last year was? You know yeah. what I mean? Right, like, right. Because the year before, I made like quadruple what I've made. So it was like, it was one of my best years. And yeah. I was making stupid money. Yeah. You know, closing at least two a, two a month. Uh, I closed eight in one month. Oh, man. Right. So, it, so there's a big difference in that yeah. versus just surviving for the year. Yeah. And, um, and it's also hard, too. You start making money like that. You start spending like stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because then like what I was talking to somebody about was it changes your, your view of a $100 bill. Mm-hmm. It moves a zero is, is the way I explained it. Yeah. So instead of 10 being t- worth 10 and 100 being worth 100... You feel like a hundred's worth about what a ten would be, mm-hmm. and a thousand would be about what a hundred would be. Right, and then right. you move it up, right? Then ten thousand is worth what a thousand. So, yeah. like, if I were to spend a thousand dollars in that that year, I was doing well. The thousand, I'm like, hmm, okay, I, I guess I could spend that, right? right where right. that's where your mentality should be for a hundred dollars, right? And then, but like last year, where I where shit was getting tight, hundred dollars, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to. Yeah. If I want to do that, right? So it's, yeah. it's a weird it's a weird switch. It is to to go from minimal to having money and having like savings. Like yeah. we we had a, a good sizable savings account at one time. And so yeah, spending $100, $150 going out to a $200 dinner was no big deal. It's not it a big wasn't deal scary. All, but it's like now, should I really go get McDonald's? <laughs> like, right, no, absolutely. we can't. We can't get McDonald's, honey. And it, it's you know we've gone up and down. Like I, I've even been homeless. I've slept in my car before, you know. And I know what it's like to live frugally, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, someday I hope to. I I want to be rich just like everyone else someday. I want to have enough money that I can survive, and take trips and not have to stress. That's what I want. Right. You know, just like everyone else, you know, I don't need to be a billionaire, but I want to be comfortable. Right. You know, I want to know that I have enough money in an account that pays all my bills all year. Yeah. So I have an account that I put all the money. I know exactly how much I have to spend for the year. Right. Right. At least for bills. And I just throw all the money in there until it's full. There you Until go. it needs then to be. Then you know bills and everything are Bills covered. and everything for the year are paid. I like that idea of doing it by the year. That's, I mean, it gets expensive when you're doing like a mortgage or rent, obviously. Like my rent's only $1,000 for my townhouse, but that's still twelve grand. It's not like I'm making twelve right. grand per transaction. You know, I'm not out selling homes making that, but uh, shit, if I could, <laughs> that'd be nice to just dump right. it in one account and know it's there, know it's done. Well, the, it, it's it's amazing because... It's cool and it's not, right? And the reason I say that is because once it's full, you feel like <laughs> everything else is just icing on the cake. Yeah, but it's you like... You start no. buying dumb shit, you know? Yeah. So like, it, I don't need that wave runner. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So it, it's a hard balance because, I mean, there's a difference in being what most people would con- be considered rich, mm-hmm. you know? And then being filthy fucking rich. Like, mm-hmm. like Lambos are, like, interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... 
Honestly, I'd never have one of those. I would never want a fancy, expensive car. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with my, my Versa. It gets me around, and I'll drive until it dies, and I'll go get another one. I don't know about never having a fancy car. What I want <laughs> Well, is... you're a guy. Guys are different with cars. Well, I'm a I just, girl. I want one of those, like, rare cars. Rarity oh, okay. really sparks something in me. Yeah, so, yeah. there's a 1959 Rolls-Royce, a white one that mm-hmm. I want. It's the last one. That sounds classy. It's fucking beautiful. A white one. That sounds yeah. nice. I, I had a picture of it up, but I don't anymore. Um, but it was, it's just amazing, yeah. right? And there's one. There's only one. Well, then it's going to be expensive. Oh, come on, fuck, right? Like, at that point, <laughs> if I'm buying any <laughs> sort of Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's one of those things that, like, rarity sparks something in me a lot more than just, like, this was super expensive. Right, well, I don't right. give a fuck if it was expensive. This guy's got one, too. So my uh, my old wedding ring uh, was the diamond, and it was actually a Herkimer diamond. Uh, okay. And it was r- uh, rough cut, you know, from the Herkimer diamond mines in New York. And so it wasn't polished or shiny, and it, the edges were rough. It even had, like, a little sharp area on it. But it was beautiful to me. Right. Uh, it, you know, not for sentimental value, necessarily, because he's from New York. But just, I like the rougher cut stuff. You know, I don't like to have, like, all of my, literally, like, almost all my clothes are from Goodwill. Like, I go in there once, twice a week, I hunt for things, and people are like, God, Leah, your outfits look so good. Well, I take my time in there. I find that rare shit. I find those things, you know, I find a Michael Kors purse in there, you know, all the, I find stuff. But yeah, uh, it's, it, I get what you mean about the rare, the rarity, you know, it doesn't need to be a beautiful princess cut diamond. I like that rough around the edges stuff. Because, yeah. yeah, how many of those are you going to ever see again? Yeah. I gave you know? it to my daughter, so I'll probably see it a lot because it fits her. <laughs> she right. wears it around a lot. So, but yeah, yeah, there's there's not many well, like I, it. I thoroughly enjoy artwork. I love art. And yeah. so, like, if you look around my house, there's not a single wall not having a piece of art on it, right? Nice. I like it when walls have it, but I don't like plain white walls. I need, right. I, I don't care what it is. I need something up there. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a, I feel like a collector, right? Mm-hmm. But I want it to mean something to me. Right. I want to be able to go up and know why I purchased each one of these pieces, you know? And, right. And I love art because it's it's very one of a kind, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can even try and paint the same thing twice. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be identical. Yeah. I can't paint. I'm not, I, I can't, I shouldn't say this because I, I literally have a tattoo gun and ink and I that's what I do for a living right now. But I can't draw, like hand draw, I can't paint. I've never been artistic in that kind of sense. Right. You know, I hear things like I'm autistic in a, or not autistic. (laughs) I'm artistic in like an audible way, you know. So I I hear music and I hear uh, sounds and things a little different and I can, you know. But then again, my whole family is musical, musically inclined. So I kind of have that going for me too. I feel that too. So I mean, drawing wise... I mean, I could show you a picture I drew the other day, and I'm writing a book, and there's characters in the book where I'm like, like trying to draw out what I'm thinking, and I'm like, this looks like garbage. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to give somebody this idea. This is my idea. Please make it not look like shit, you mm-hmm. know? And But as far as like music-wise, I mean, like, like uh, I sang opera when I was young. Really? Yeah, and it was, it was, I'm Sicilian, it's kind of a big thing, my grandfather and all that other shit, and he really, he really pushed it. A real man should be able to sing, dance, and cook, right? That that was his thing. Hell yeah, I like that. And so, uh, so, of course, I still know how to push and all that other shit with my diaphragm and everything like that. It's not, I'm not eight, I'm not hitting those fucking notes, right? Mm -hmm. But like, it was definitely interesting. So with that, 
I have a I have a love for opera because mm-hmm. of the amount of work and, and fucking scale that's actually necessary. Oh, yeah. So with that, I can also I listen to normal music, and I'm like, you're out of range. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like go back down. You're yeah. not you're not here. You're mm-hmm. pushing too hard on that fucking note. And <clears throat> the last one. <clears throat> the last one I did was uh, Zac Efron and Zendaya from The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. They do. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not. It, it's actually a pretty damn good movie. Yeah. But um, if you listen to Million Dreams with Hugh Jackman in it, mm-hmm. man, it'll make you. It'll make wanna you cringe. Just, not cringe. It'll make you just want to create and to be you and to. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a musical. It's a little weird, but whatever. It's cool. Um. But so Zac Efron's trying to hit a note in the every time in this song, it makes me fucking irritated. <laughs> I'm like, you're out of range. Just go back down, you know? Like, but then of course he'd have to drop everything. Yeah. And so it makes it a little difficult. But uh, but dude, just fucking stay in your range. It bugs me. Yeah, I don't know much about like the music. I never did voice lessons or anything. Right. But you know, I sing in the car. I keep it quiet. I don't. I don't share that with people. I mean, if you're good, you're good. Yeah. There's a big difference, you know. And there's there's musically inclined people, and there's not. Yeah. And uh, I I know uh, we went to church for a really long time, and uh, there was a lady who always sat behind us who was fucking garbage. <laughs> she was the worst, but she thought she was great. Mm-hmm. So she is belting shit out. Well, you she know? didn't think she was great necessarily. She just had fun doing it. She was just getting Maybe into it. Maybe that's what Jesus. it was. <laughs> Jesus, right? But uh, it, it's just it's it's funny because like you wonder if those people even know they suck. Well, they they in their head it might sound different. It's yeah. kind of like you you can hear your head voice if you plug your ear, and well, a lot of the time that's what I'll do when I sing, you know. And I don't I'm not out there singing Mariah Carey. I'm out there screaming along to like Emerosa and Slaves <laughs> in my car. But I'm like I like to hear it in my yeah. head then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Oh, so the Maxim thing. What do do you plan on? Like, okay, so let's say you get it. Let's say you're out there. Like, do you even have an idea of, like, what you want this cover to look like? No, I think it'd be entirely up to them. You know, I think they would decide based on, like, my look and my shape and how they want to do everything. It'd be up to them. I wouldn't care, honestly. They could could do whatever they want with me at that point because it's a trip to Paris and $25,000. And the first thing I'm, they make you say what you're doing. The first thing I'm doing is paying back my Facebook people for the plane ticket. I'm going to hit back every single person. And then I want to take my daughters on a little vacation, just the three of us, because they deserve that. And uh, the rest, I'm probably going to just try to invest in a company or something. I'm going to invest it into something, you know. That might even end up being my house money if I get it. You never know. That could be my down payment. No, it won't because I'm not far enough along in my business and making money to even pay for a mortgage. Wasn't won't do that. that up, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not stupid there. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how far I even get. You cool. know? Yeah. It, it's fun. It sounds fun. It's I fun. mean, do you have to continuously send pictures in too? Uh, no, I can go in and uh, they. You can add as many as you want, or you can delete them. And so I don't know. I have a photo shoot tomorrow. Uh, that I'm doing that. I'm hoping I'll get some good content from that I can maybe put more professional stuff up. And then I have a, a bikini photo shoot on a yacht, actually, in Seattle coming up for uh, the Jay Serrano line, Soriano line. What? And so I'm hoping that something from that will, will be good enough to, the, to, to, add, to, to, your to add to it. So nice. we'll see. 
there's there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot of editing. I'm very picky about my editing anyways. Yeah. So, you know, once I get the photos, they get tweaked more anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> but we'll see. So where do you where do you pull confidence like that to I don't. I have I actually have zero confidence. Believe it or not, I have no self esteem. Um, oh. and that's because of my life and everything that's gone on in it. Uh, I know I'm a good salesman. I'm very good with people. I love my kids and I'm happy for the most part. But uh, I have no confidence in myself. Is that just uh, yourself? Not like, obviously, you know, you're a good salesman, mm-hmm. right? Well, so I guess like, I guess the confidence. Is this body image kind it's of a thing? body image thing. Okay. It's really just about my physical looks. Um, internally, I know I'm a fabulous fucking person. Like right. I am a badass person. I know that. But physically, I think I'm shit. Mm. Um, so I was actually uh, sex trafficked when I was 17. Oh, okay. And so part of part of my negative body image stems from that, you know, and the events that occurred, you know, for a couple years. And then uh, the rest of it came from my marriage. Okay. Uh, you know, dealing with a lot of, you know, uh, marriage issues and things like that. So it's been a struggle. You know, I'm hoping to get it back someday. The fillers help. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I won't be getting those for a little while here now, obviously, because... Every penny counts. I'm outdoor dashing now just so I can pay bills and feed my kids. It's, so. it's a good little little process. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there's some nights I made like 70 bucks in like two, three hours one night. And then, of course, there's days when it's like $6.75, right. you know, because someone only tips a dollar. But it's fine. You know, everyone, I, I, I find it fascinating to see what people are ordering and where they live. Some of them I actually get to meet because some of them are hand them to the customer deals. It's, it's fascinating. And I'm learning a lot of... Uh, uh, Vancouver too, <laughs> you know, doing it up here. Right, right. So I'm getting around, learning all these side roads and things. So that's fun. Well, um, how comfortable would you be talking about kind of that what you brought up? The there, sex the trafficking. Sex trafficking. Uh, comfortable enough because I brought it up. I okay. I will not hide who I am okay. ever. I will not keep quiet. I so. mean that that's a pretty big deal. It's a very big deal. And I feel like um, how many people could you actually conversate with about? that way oh i'll talk to anybody about it well not you in general what i'm oh, saying like is people who have gone i feel like it? this is a good opportunity to kind of maybe figure out what what that even means right you know what i mean and because uh, a lot of people who have been in that situation mm-hmm. would never talk about it again right so um if you don't mind i mean could you elaborate a little yeah, bit on absolutely okay. so so my parents divorced when i was uh 16 and we had lived in pennsylvania at the time and my dad asked me what I wanted to do. Did I want to stay in Pennsylvania or did I want to go back to Oregon? Because I was originally from Oregon. That's where I was born and raised otherwise. Okay. And I said, I want to go back. I wanted to go back to Thurston. Uh, remember the Thurston High School shooting? Yeah. That was my, Thurston was my school, elementary and middle. And I wanted to be, I missed the shooting. I was in Pennsylvania when it happened. So I was like, I want to go back and be with my friends. You know, because my one friend got shot and I wanted to be there. I wanted to see these people and be there. Um, so my dad brought me back to Oregon and he was going through a lot of his own, uh, internal struggles because of the divorce. And my mom was busy in Pennsylvania doing the same thing. So I kind of was neglected by my parents. You know, mom was so far away. My dad was busy working, trying to just keep a house, you know, for us, a roof over my head, but he wasn't around, you know? And so I started hanging out with the wrong kids, you know, skipping school, you know? Uh, I started, you know, drinking, going out, partying, and uh, yeah, one night at a party, all of a sudden you're in a room getting roofied and getting thrown into the back of a car, you know, and you're not sure what's going on, and then they, it's weird because everyone's story is a little different how they, they get drugged down to a different area or how it happens, 
they kind of make it seem like you left. You know, they make it seem like you chose to leave. So they get your car. They get your some of the stuff out of your apartment, because I lived in my own apartment. And uh, they'll make it seem like you just kind of abandoned everything. They'll, they won't respond to phone calls or emails or anything. And this was at the beginning of um, the cell phone era. So I had like an old Nokia phone that you still had to click the numbers multiple times right. for each letter. Right. So right. it's like it, social media, none of that really existed yet. You know, it was, it was just email and cell phones that were beginning. Right. So it was easy to disappear. So I disappeared down to California with these people. I got shoved into a, a little apartment. They, uh, they feed you, you know, and they keep you drugged up a little bit. You know, you don't know what's going on for a little while. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you kind of come to and you're, you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't feel... I was naive. I was a really naive young girl. Uh, so they wait until your 18th birthday then, you know, because, you know, that's what they do. And uh, all of a sudden you're, you're being thrust into this world of, you know, cameras and photo shoots. And then somebody slips you a $50 bill. You know, and then you're, you're being, you're just, you're being drug around in that industry, you know, and uh, I think that's why a lot of those, the girls that are in the adult industry, uh, they are, they seem like they're crackheads because they are, because they're, they're given all these, you know, they're given drugs, they're given alcohol, they're given, you know, this weird level of like comfort too. To where you feel like you can't leave. You don't feel safe sometimes. I had a gun pointed at me when I tried to leave. And, uh, you know, they tell you, no, you can't leave. They pull the gun out. They point it at you. And they're like, you can't go anywhere. You know, and then it's like, well, shit. <laughs> okay, I guess I, I guess I'm getting in your car and going with you wherever we're going next. Um, it's, it's a scary world. Um, the only thing I'm thankful for is I never did do drugs, like hard drugs. Uh, and I never got diseases. And I never, I never, like, I was never brutally, like, hurt. Like, I was never beaten, you know. I, I was roughed up a bit at times. But I was never, like, severely physically injured. Um, so anyways, back to that, the gun being pointed at me. The, uh, the day that happened, uh, the following day, I called my mom, who I really hadn't had much conversation with throughout the years because I didn't want my mom and dad to know what was going on. You know, because it was as simple as they, they check your email. They check your phone. They monitor everything. They bring you food. Like, they, my electricity got shut off on purpose because I was being a quote-unquote bad girl and I wouldn't go do something, right, one day. So they, they, really, they, really, they really keep you locked up. Um, but I called my mom and I said, Mom, I need to get out of here now. And she bought me a plane ticket. And I got one of the apartment complex I was in. I had made friends with some of the, the teenagers that lived there. One of them had a car. So they, uh, they put me in their car and took me straight to the airport. Left all of the stuff there that I had, like, gathered. Because they'd take you out for... they furnish your apartment, you know, and right. buy you clothes, whatever. Left everything I owned, and I had a backpack, and I flew back, and I, that was it. And uh, I never heard from them, never got... Uh, but I changed my phone, email, like everything. Um, they never came to find me. Never been contacted since. Well, they made their money, right? They made their money. They got right. what they wanted. Yeah. So. And I mean, you didn't. You didn't think to maybe like, like call the cops on them or anything of that nature. No, no. Well, they they. I was like I said, I was very naive. I was a naive girl. I was I, I was an only child. I didn't come from like a religious home or anything. But I was I was a. 
I was taken care of. My parents were good parents up until like the divorce and how they had their issues. Um, so I was a really, I was watching Sesame Street until I was like 12. So I, I was just super naive and super scared, you know, and they, they do a really good job of, um, making you feel afraid, you know, afraid for your life. I mean, there, I, I was not in any position to, to, you know, Hey, I'm going to don't call the cops. We'll come find you. We'll go after your family. I mean, they, they're really good at that. And being a naive young girl, I'm like, I don't want to fuck with that. They'll, they'll right. go kill my parents. They'll, they'll come kill me, you know? So, uh, no, it never came, it never became a thing. But I remember the guy who started it all. He was 24 at the time. Uh, and he had surfer blonde hair and blue eyes and was very tall and had a very chiseled face. I'll never forget his face because he's the one that pushed me up against the wall in the bedroom of the house at the house party. And that's when it all started. I'll never forget that face. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's no point. You know, I could go and tell tell the authorities about it. What are they going to do now? What are they going to do? Go find these people from, let's see, this was, uh, what, almost like 20 years ago, right? What are they going to do? I mean, the sex trafficking is so much of a bigger issue than people realize. Um, And it's not just, like, girls getting shoved in a car and drug across the border or put into slum houses, they will take care of you, some of them. These groups of people. uh, And they make it seem like there's nothing bad going on, you know, a lot of times. So, like, could your parents visit you and not really... My dad actually came down to visit me. And he had suspicions of something going on, but I was being monitored the whole time. Like, my dad's like, well, what do you want to do? I have to ask them, well, what can I do with my dad? We ended up going to, like, Universal Studios and Disneyland or something down there. Guess who was following us the whole time I was there? My dad had no fucking clue, right. you know. Um, but they were there the whole time, <laughs> you know. And, uh, yeah, my dad, I think, had some weird suspicions. Uh, he found out uh, years later uh, when I actually went from Pennsylvania back to Oregon then. Uh, he found out then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've never really formally talked about it because there's no reason to, you know. Um I do have some anger towards him for, I, I feel like, almost allowing it to happen. because I mean, it was my choice to go be a bad teenager and go partying and drinking, but it was because I, I had a neglectful parent that wasn't there as much as they should have been. You know, he tried. There were times when I was, when I was bad and he would sit down and talk with me and do all that, but he was, he was out dating. He was uh, traveling a lot for work. So it just, it, you know, it's just one of those situations. And, you know, a lot of kids that come from divorced families, there's stuff that goes on, you know, and that's just the way it is. And that's part of why I tried holding on for so long for my kids. I don't want my kids to go through that, you know. Right. I will always have open discussions with them as they're growing up, especially my older daughter. You know, hey, you know how that you felt uncomfortable when that man was staring at you when we were at the store? Let's talk. Let's talk about stuff, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I want them to feel safe, you know. I don't want them to, to feel like mom and dad are abandoning them or neglecting them and then they start doing bad things and getting into trouble. Because that's where they pick you up. Right, and there's there's no stopping kids from doing shit like that. No, either. they're, they're going to do bad things. It's, it's inevitable. Kids are going to go through all that. Um, but what you can do is at least uh, be assertive in, in talking with them about all the possibilities of what can go wrong. Right. You want them to know the possibilities. 
that exist. Because right. I didn't. I was so naive. So I'm kind of thankful that kids nowadays, they're not as naive as we were, you know, when we were growing up. Well, I mean, there's so much to see. Yeah. The internet or whatever, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so they're, they're more... Uh, they're more advanced, <laughs> you know. My 14-year-old, she's not 14. She's 20 at this point, as far as I'm concerned mentally. Uh, she might not be able to recite her multiplication table yet perfectly, but right. uh, in other ways, she is quite worldly, which is kind of crazy, but, you know, we're It's interesting with it. to see. I mean, I, I've, I've had conversations, the ones you don't want to have, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, so you're walking this girl home. It took you like an hour and a half to get home. Yeah. She lives like 15 minutes from here. Are you are you having sex with her? Exactly. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, if yeah. you're having sex, you, you need to understand the fact that if you're, even if you're using a condom, you're running a risk of pregnancy and STDs, like, yeah. and having this full conversation where they know that if they have an actual question, yeah. they can ask me because I will answer it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what good parenting is. We, yeah. we can't, we can't sit and hide and just let them, you know, do their thing and, and be all afraid and nervous. We have to have hard conversations as yeah. parents, you know? And that's how we protect them. We got to make sure they're informed, you know? Absolutely. So, so that's part of why I decided I'm not going to keep quiet about it. Right. Like, I'm not embarrassed, you know? It's not my fault that it happened, you know? It's my yeah. fault for not trying to get out faster, obviously. Well, but, I mean, you even know, then, I mean, when you're scared, you're scared. When you're scared, you're scared. Yeah. Um, you know, it made me into the tough-ass bitch I am now. <laughs> I don't want to take shit from anybody. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, I decided, you know, I'm not going to keep quiet. If it's embarrassing to somebody, if somebody doesn't want to date me because they don't want me to be open about it, screw them. They're not my person then. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. You know, you, know you got to yeah. find your person. Yeah. I like I the wanna, way you said that. And, yeah. you know, if I, can, if I can help other people or talk to other girls who've been through things and make them feel like they're understood and safe and it's not their fault... I'm all about that. Like, right. I, one, of, one of the biggest things I want to do someday is be involved with kids, teenagers, girls especially. I want them to know that the shit that's happened to them isn't always their fault. Right. You know, if you're, if you're out in a mini skirt prancing around, maybe you're, you're a little at fault for asking for the negative attention. But, you know, it's also, you know, I, I want to make them feel safe and heard, you know, and right. I, want that, I want to protect people, you know. Um, so talking about it helps anybody, you know. So speaking of all this stuff, I did have a question that ran through my mind as soon as the, the drink your water bitch, <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> and I don't know if this is involved at all or not, but um, I don't know how into uh-oh, that world you are, like the BDSM, all that other shit, mm. but drinking your water is a very sub-dom culture. Oh, is it really? It's huge. <laughs> Wow. Well, I didn't know this, so this is... Yeah, okay. okay. So that, that's what I was that's wondering. Is that know. involved? No. Because if you wow. do, uh, pushing it towards that community would be fantastic. Just so you're aware. A, a because good, okay. one of the main things, um, being a dom, mm-hmm. um, would be to be telling your sub to make sure she drinks her water or okay. else, right? Like, right. And of course it's playing and it's it's all role play and, and, mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's a form of consensual right. Um, talk, right? But right, one of the right. biggest things... It's easy to monitor, it's easier to, it's easy to hmm. play with. Gotcha. And so a very big thing is, did you drink your water? That's a, well, that's a good marketing tactic for me. Thank you. It, it is. I will take that. So I, I didn't know if that's a direction you would head it or I, not. I but, had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with that, you know, community. I understand, I get the gist of it. TikTok helps you understand anything yeah. nowadays, obviously. Yeah. 
But, um, and I obviously part of, you know, the things I had to do, you know, were involving all that stuff. Right. I, mean, I got shuffled around quite a bit down there. Um, so thank you. I'll, I'll start yeah. marketing towards those people. I'm not quite sure how to go about that, but I will definitely try. <laughs> yeah. I will take uh, any, any direction I can go. And I mean, yeah. uh, so I would just maybe suggest <clears throat> if you're headed that direction, maybe figure out a good name uh, mm-hmm. at the bottom instead of uh, most doms don't call their 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 subs bitch. Right, it's something else. It's probably. something else. Um, slightly kitty, kitty, <laughs> like baby, okay. or, you know what I mean, or or something soft, softer. Yeah. Okay. Um, softer, but there's usually some power behind it, right? Yeah, I'm not even sure why I started saying drink your water, bitch. Because drink your yeah. water was, was for my daughter. Yeah. And then I just started posting myself drinking water. Because I, I went sober for, how I think it was almost six months yeah. uh, during that time. Because I was so busy taking care of her and doing things. I just, So I just, I went sober and tried to get healthy. Uh, that failed. <laughs> but um, At least you tried. I tried. And I don't know, one day I just said drink your water, bitches. And it stuck. And women just ate it up. They love it. They love how yeah. like supportive and empowering I am. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. So... I went with that, but yeah, maybe I'll have to have some shirts say "Drink your water, kitty" or yeah. something. <laughs> that something of that nature. I mean, it, it's uh, it's like the very beginning, like well, living together with with your sub. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the stuff that would happen. Okay. Right. Like I mean, because it's not always like tying someone up or, or anything like that. Yeah, there's yeah. also so many different versions of like what a dom would be. Right. Like there's very soft doms who like. Um, yeah, who would who would not like spanking is rough for them. Oh really? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, see I think most people think that like that whole community it that's it. That's what no. it is. And yeah, it's like, like no whips and, and chains. It's like and all no, that you other don't have shit. to do that. Right. So <laughs> sometimes I mean, it's like a talk thing. It's you know It's it's a very like or or a pleasure thing. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like if if we're being honest here, I, I'm a, I'm actually a pleasure dom. And oh, okay. so like like if they, she weren't to listen, mm-hmm. then um she's gonna be edged more times. Oh, okay. And then, or she's going to have this many orgasms, right? So like, after a couple, it gets a little fucking intense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. even for anybody. So, it, it's definitely, the water play is a big deal. Um, there's, there's a whole lot of that. Making sure they eat. Did you eat this morning? Did you eat your breakfast? Did you eat your lunch? Did you eat your dinner? Yeah. And, it, and it's not just about a control thing. It's about, you know, you, you love someone. Yeah, it's, you want it's, them to it's be healthy supportive, and actually. Take care of them. Yeah. I know. I have, I have quite a few people that are, like, reminding me, hey, did you eat today? Because I actually, like, the past couple months, I've, I've been, well, I was so busy with school and work, I would just not eat. I'd, right. I'd come home, cook dinner for the kids. I would go days without eating, which is fine. You can survive out a while without food you as can. long as you have your water. Right. So I would just drink nothing but water and green tea and... So I had people like, did you eat today? People wanting to help feed me. Right. I'm like, yeah, I, I will do something. I'll eat a pickle, you know? A pickle. Pickles <laughs> I got, are great. I'll, I'll live off of pickles and jerky. That's like, I feel mm. like that's all I need. And occasionally a bag of chips and I'm set. You I know? like pickles. I would say pickles and mangoes. Mm. I don't know why. I actually I don't, don't like mangoes anymore. Ouch. I did as a kid. I don't like those anymore. That hurt my feelings. Uh, I like I like strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> strawberries are good too. I, I like any the- type of fruit. But, Fruit, fruit's great. I, yeah. I actually, I went vegan for Oof. four, four and a half months. I was vegan just to see how strong I was, right? Yeah. And I started eating so much fruit and I loved it. Like breakfast was like a banana and, you know, a papaya or something. Like it was great. I loved it. 
Um, and then I, I did so good cooking for the family and going to restaurants and not ever eating meat or dairy and things. But the one time we went and got good bacon from Butcher Boys here in Vancouver. Yeah. Butcher Boys, shout out right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they, uh, I, I was cooking it and I was like, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. And I had a piece of bacon and that was it. Did it make you sick? No, it didn't actually. Okay. I, I mean, I wasn't long enough. I think that it caused an issue for like my stomach enzymes or anything. Um, but yeah, I gave in because we got the good bacon. You yeah. can't, you can't pass up the good bacon. I tried vegetarianism for oh, probably two weeks and I just felt so weak. Really? Yeah. Well, like, you have to supplement yourself with like quinoa and lots of beans and things right. really. But, um, I could never do that. I, I, I think it's called like, um, pescatarian, yeah. like where you prefer fish. Like I actually am at a point where I'm kind of sick of like steak and chicken but fish. I'll eat all the seafood. Really? At seafood, the carbs, the vegetables, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, give me a bowl of fucking shrimp scampi, I'm set, you know. So I'm not a big fan of seafood at all. Really? Like, I mean, I like a good salmon every once in a while, trout. I mean, I'll eat some freshwater fish. Yeah. Um, but so like, no sushi? I mean, so I never ate sushi forever, and then a friend of mine made me go made me take her yeah and uh so we went and i'm like uh she's like look i'll order for you if you hate it you hate it yeah right yeah. and so she ordered some shit for me and everything was good except for the pokey mm. that raw fucking bowl of fish like oh that was Soaked so in the nasty. sesame oil i love poke we went to hawaii a few years ago and this the safeway there they have like all these pokes in their little deli section. It's, I wish the one here would make it right. <laughs> right. But it was so good. And it's like from a grocery store deli. I'm like, damn. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, we did uh, we did, we did did Hawaii, I want to say, a year ago now. Yeah. And uh, my thing was the smoothies. We had a little smoothie lady right on the corner. And she would just yeah. fucking kill it. The shaved ice, the Mai Tais. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii was fun. Our kids were really little when we went. So they, they hardly remember it. Right. But, you know, we do. It was a fun time. We got to travel around the entire uh, island, and it was great. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah, we went to, uh, I think it was uh, Hawaii, I believe. Oh, okay. One of the smaller ones. Yeah, we were on Oahu, so it was a big, the, not the big island technically, but the main one where you fly into the, like, the Honolulu airport. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun. We had a good time. I want to go back for sure again. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. I just went to Cabo, actually. Oh, shit. How was that? I've been trying to get down there forever. That, that was fun. Um, it was it was a nice trip. Uh, it sucked when I got back, but but it was it was fun. It was worth it. Um, yeah. Sorry. You, no worries. Um, I'm surprised my phone isn't going off. Yeah. It was, it was worth it. It was fun. I uh, didn't get to eat as much, like, authentic Mexican food as I would have hoped. That but sucks. I was in a really tourist area. So I just did a lot of drinking, pool time. That was it. That was it. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't drink, right? right. But uh, I'm definitely okay with like, I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I completely understand why people use it and why they want to use it or whatever, right? Yeah. And sitting back, and there's there's also a huge difference in people. Mm-hmm. If you can sit there and sip on a drink for an hour, hour and a half, that's yeah. a different person Yeah. versus the person where 
I hated the taste. <laughs> Throwing the shots back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was disgusting to me. So I'm pounding wow. it as fast as I could. Wow. Yeah. So See, I, I just, like the taste, you know. So I like, like wine. Well, yeah, wine. I yeah. I'd rather have wine all the time yeah. because, it, especially with cooking, like, because uh, obviously as a cook too, you know, we cook with wine. Right. <laughs> and you want to drink what you're putting in your food. Right. You, you got to make sure the flavor's going to be exactly. There. Yeah. yeah. You 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 don't cook with a wine that you wouldn't drink. That's my motto. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny how big uh, in real estate wine is. Yeah. I mean, uh, once I once you start saying it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So there's a few big things in real estate that I didn't expect would be there. First of all, wine. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's giving wine to everybody hmm. constantly. Like it's uh, it's closing gifts. It's yeah. it's gifts from lenders. It, it's like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but showing then, the house can they, can you have a little little wine? Station? You can do open houses with wines. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. like uh, that's your like over a million dollar listing. Oh, big one. I would do it for the little ones, too. Well, we also do broker opens, Mm -hmm. where it's just a bunch of agents meeting at a house. Yeah. There's usually a lot of alcohol. Just drinking? Yeah, a lot of alcohol (laughs) and charcuterie boards, right? Oh, see, that, that, maybe I really do need to get into real estate. If there's wine and charcuterie, I'm set. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to get up to the upscale stuff before you can start Mm -hmm. doing that stuff. And then uh, one of the biggest things made me fucking nervous. First of all, cocaine, obviously. Mm-hmm. Expensive drugs are, are a big thing. Oh, wow. But um, swinging. And in real estate. Everyone's a swinger. Oh, my God. I'm so like, pineapples, upside down pineapples right. and shit everywhere. So, like, I'm not going to say everyone is, right? Wow. Because that'd be crazy. Yeah. But there's the community that's actually swinging. There's a lot of real estate agents. That's kind of wild. It's really actually, intense. Actually, there was a real there was a real estate agent gentleman who who seemed awful interested in me at one point uh, months and months ago. Right. And uh, yeah, he's married, and I was kind of fascinated by how he spoke to me. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what you guys are up to. You seem happy, right. but I don't know what you're up to. <laughs> so the, the whole the whole poly thing, swinger thing, that that's, that's kind of a big thing. I mean, not the actual poly part. Yeah. In real estate, it's more of just fucking yeah everyone's fucking everybody else's wife and husband and all that other shit i feel like that just goes on all the time everywhere nowadays it's starting to be a really big thing especially out here yeah it's weird it's a real big thing um but i feel like if you invite someone to one of those parties Mm -hmm. you you should let them know it's one of those parties yeah Yeah, because then yeah if i showed up he'd be like uh this is weird (laughs) well my thing was like that's dudes making out with like two chicks on that couch yeah like that's that's funky. It's a party though, right? I guess. Right now I'm coming around the corner and it's like all oh, the bedrooms are over here and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, why the fuck would I care where your bedrooms are at? Are we not ha- hanging out over here? Yeah. There's just alcohol everywhere. Yeah. A couple mirrors, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah. yeah. And then uh, then I'm like looking around. I'm like, what the fuck? And then uh, you just hear fucking. And I'm like, there's people having sex in there. He's like, oh, you want to go watch? I'm like. I gotta go. He's not like, a realtor. This is like, this not is confusing. Oh my god. Well, it's funny because I mean, you, you start making really good money and uh, you get bored with everything else. You know How what do I mean? You get bored. Find a fucking hobby. They did. <laughs> no, I guess it would. <laughs> they found a actual fucking hobby. Yes, they did. So wow. um, That's wild. it's crazy because I mean, most well, most realtors that are doing well are women. Mm-hmm. It's actually almost dominated by women. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're usually beautiful women. And so it, in that contrast as well, you're also getting a very strong, independent woman who takes nothing from no one, right? Mm-hmm. So most of the time, in order to make any relationship work, I feel, 
there's usually a bit of like an alpha beta situation. Oh, yeah. Right? So someone is very, very fucking in charge and very doing the things. And the other person is very, it's there with them. And they could mesh very well and Mm -hmm. do all this stuff. But to find two just straight alphas Mm -hmm. that make something work, it's very uncommon. It's uncommon, So with very strong, powerful, wealthy women Mm -hmm. who take no shit from anyone, right? They go out and get what they want. They they just tell their husband, I'm going to fuck this guy today. And he's usually cucking it up. Right, She's, like that's just where, sure, that's where why they not? Come from. Right. See, my my marriage was like that. Like, I mean, we didn't do that, obviously. <laughs> okay. hey, but I'm not judging. I was definitely like kind of more in charge of things. I I I didn't work and pay the bills. He did that. He was the money maker, and then I took care of everything else. You know. Well, there's almost more power in that sometimes. I mean, yeah. you're telling him you're going to go out and work and you're going to do this other stuff, and mm-hmm. and I am in charge of the household. I am the one doing all this. Well, other yeah, shit. and uh, with the business, he was the behind the scenes guy. Right. With Smith's dressing, you know, I'm the one, I'm the face of it, you know, I'm the one out there doing the demos, you know, we, we did one event together, and he was very awkward, he's not, he's socially awkward, right. He he's not as good conversating with, with people, you have to get to know him and really kind of get into a groove with him, uh, otherwise it's just strange, he's just, it's just awkward, <laughs> right. and so I would tell him like, <laughs> like we were doing this uh, gluten-free food fest or whatever, and it was this big event at the expo center, and I'm trying to talk to people and sell and do all this stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You have it. And I, I, I left. I came back a few minutes later and I just see him standing there like a deer in the headlights, confused. Waiting for you. Waiting for me. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? I could have just sold $50 right now. Like, Come on, let's go. Yeah, like letting people just look at his stuff as he just stands there. Yeah. And walk by your yeah. booth. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, come on, buddy. Yeah. But I mean, I understand that's his personality, so... You know, I'm I'm just I. That's how I am. I'm the life of the right. party. When I walk into a room, people look, and it's not because of my gorgeous looks or anything by any means. It's because I just fucking have a presence, right? You know, and he never quite had that, so I was always kind of the the dominator in a lot of situations, you right. know. Um, but I would love to find a fucking alpha someday. That that would be ideal. And that that's know? that's that's its own weird thing as well, right? I mean, so yeah. when when you look at it, I mean, then. Then like you have to figure out what type of alpha you're you're wanting or or well, what they won't type cheat of, on me. <laughs> won't cheat on you, right? So yeah. <laughs> so I mean, then you're looking at do you want like just some douchebaggy alpha male who's just gonna boss you around or whatever, or do you want someone who's a little bit more controlling? Or are you like there's so many different when you say oh I'd love to find just an alpha male. Like when I think of alpha male, I think of those fucking shiny glasses, backwards hat, tattoos and muscles. Oh yeah, out no. just shooting guns. You know what no. I mean? Like I mean, those are, me, tattoos are fine, guns are fine, all those things are fine. But like maybe but not like the you're seeing hat. that guy. <laughs> now that I said it, right? Yeah. Now I'm picturing. I'm like, yeah, no, he's that too guy, skinny. The guy too, who and... walks around <laughs> saying he's the alpha male, but he's really not. He's obviously not, right? So yeah. there's also a big difference in. Uh, and like, what it, what it, what is it you're looking at for that? Right. Like, are you looking for someone who will actually take care of you? Or... Oh yeah, I want. I'm like, I, I'm like at a point where I want to be successful my own way, but I also just want fucking taken care of. Right. That's why I'm like, hey, sure, good daddies apply within. Like, fuck it. Like I said, <laughs> it, dick right. and money, man. Dick and money. Right. Well, and, and you know, it's from getting burned, and right. so you. And then guys wonder why women are like that. Well, we get turned into these women. Well, it's confusing, too, because, I mean, you you get into that, and then now you're looking into wanting to... Do you need that? Uh, No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Then you get into looking at, is this more of a... 
filling a void that's missing or a need you wanted this entire time. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you're getting into looking at, is it more sexual? Right, right. Or is it more, like, financial, right? See, I feel like I need one guy that that exhibits all of those qualities, and if I can't find it in one, which seems to be the problem, right. I'm going to split it off, split <laughs> you know? <laughs> Have three or four of them, one, and each one takes care of a Just certain like you, category. You live with one. Live with right? one. And then he takes care of you financially and whatever. Maybe he's got ED. Right. Right? And yeah. then, then, but then you're off with, with daddy later. I'm um, with know the I mean? daddy. <laughs> and then I've got one that pays for shit because I just send him foot photos or something. Why there not? There you go. Yeah. One <laughs> Why in a not, different man? part of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd work, man. So, uh, yeah. That's interesting. It's very interesting that, that women are actually pushed into that kind of scenario. You know? I mean, pieces of shit are everywhere. They are. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's tough, especially like somebody who just wants like love, like truly deep down. I just want love right. and to be treated well and just worshipped for the goddess that I am. Is that so much to ask for? It's not too much to ask. <laughs> you know, right. and, you just I just gotta mean, find the right person to do it. Yeah, and I thought I had that in my my husband originally. You know, we got together. We were broke. We had no money. Like it was it was rough. And I got with him because I felt a connection at the beginning. Right. You know, and I would never, I, if, if I met a homeless man and he were amazing and he hit all the right chords in my heart, it wouldn't matter. Like, come on, we'll go figure it out together, buddy. But, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I think even that statement's a little hard. Because, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to be attracted to a homeless man. That's, I don't that's know. If they got cleaned up, they might be cute. You never know. Right. But then a that's shave. a part of what I feel like a lot of women make a lot of mistakes with in trying to fix someone. Right. And I am done fixing people. Right. I, I mean, I'm like, I want someone that's point, ready. It's the point where, where you feel like you should be looking at people in the category you're looking at. Right. Exactly. And, and people mm-hmm. find that shallow. But yeah. I don't give a fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can call me shallow all you want. I'm not yeah. going to fuck someone I'm not attracted to. Exactly. I'm also not going to be with someone I don't want to be with. Yep. That's fucking ridiculous. Why yeah. would you do that? Well, oh, we make it work. Well, that's a dumbass answer. Yeah, no. You're either in it or you're not. Right. There's no make it work. There's too many human <laughs> beings on the planet to not say that that one person's going to work with you on every level. Yeah. And that that's where I'm at. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's definitely... That person's out there, and, and it's worth looking, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's it's not worth pushing that that thought or that uh, that person, like the personality traits and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. forcing yourself to see someone that way. Yeah, that's different than mm-hmm. actually finding someone that you can be completely yourself around, yeah. and not just makes you feel good about that, but makes that makes you a better you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it makes you be the best version of yourself. Right. Yeah, and I thought I, I thought I found somebody, but then they fucking cheated on me. It happens. <laughs> so yeah. It happens, but man, I am sick of putting up with shit. I put up with a lot through my marriage, and I'm done. I will not tolerate jack shit anymore. For I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And yeah. Then, so I mean, uh, it, it sucks to give everything you have to somebody to have them. Yeah. Still need something else. Yeah, it's yeah. That's it's like, how can I not be enough if I'm I'm like I'm the kind of I gave into a lot of demands in my marriage too. Like, I will give in for people. Like, if somebody wants something, I'm gonna work my best, you know, right. to become that or to do it for them, to give it to them, however it be. Um, but fucking talk to me. And right. so and so the cheater, I asked him. I said, Well, what the fuck am I not doing for you? Yeah. Like, what is it? Oh, she was just safe. Safe? safe like Ouch. oh am i too scary am i too much in bed i'm sorry that i want your hand around my throat fuck you yeah, <laughs> like right. dear god that's like right. that's like not a big deal god so fuck them <laughs> go 
Yeah. It's, it's pretty frustrating. And that's the thing, too, is that if you're going to fuck someone else, have that conversation. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is what I'm not getting from you. And figure out if you can work that out between each other. Yeah. Or maybe it's not there. Maybe you guys would be okay with being with other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's, that's a conversation I had, too, was like, if I'm not giving you something, let me know what it is. And if it's yeah. something I can't provide, you know what? At this point, I just want to make sure you're safe. Yeah. So just let me know when you're going to be home. Don't yeah. just fucking disappear all goddamn day and then reappear mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I was working late. Really? You work at a bank. You know what I mean? Banks close at a certain time. Banks close. You know, like banks. Yeah. And on Saturday, I know the banks closed at three, not seven. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and even during the week, they close at five. So if you can stop fucking with me, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, even I was giving up who I wanted to be just to make her happy and it still wasn't enough. Yeah, exactly. I'm fucking done with that. And that's right. why I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm going really to talk how I want, act how I want. If I want to drop F-bombs on social media, I'm going to do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm going right. to be myself. You're going to attract the person that, that is right for you eventually. Mm-hmm. And, and it sucks to be kind of where we're at in life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm mid-30s, right? I mean, I don't want to do this again. The dating pool right. gets weird. Yeah. Gets we're really all traumatized. And we're and... all trauma. Everybody's got something yeah. going, but but uh, dealing with it and, and living through it is, is definitely all we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, so. For sure. Um, I just wanted to point it out how much water you've been drinking while you're here. I, I have not been. I've been sipping on it. Well, you live it. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I do. I try. I'm trying to stay hydrated, especially after drinking too much the past couple days. There you go. <laughs> uh, those martinis, man. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a killer. Yeah. Um, so, do you have anybody you want to shout out? Actually, I do. Uh, I want to shout out my buddy, uh, Nathan Lasco. He uh, opened up uh, the Lasco uh, Refuge for uh, sober. It's a sober house. Okay. Men's sober house. Um, and they he just opened up, like, uh, another one, the Harmony House. Or, no, the Harmony House is the original. Link's Landing is the second. And then he's opening up a, wom- a women's shelter, too. Uh, it's going to be called Foxhaven. And he's been, like, a big supporter for, for years for me. Um, he supported Smith's dressing. He's always been a good buddy to talk to in hard times. Uh, he's always supported me in my, my various uh, going sober weeks or months, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I think what he's doing for the community is amazing. And he's just a good person all around. And I feel really blessed to have him uh, in my life, you know. That's just, fantastic. So... Yeah, just blessed to have somebody like that that's in your corner supporting you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm shouting out uh, my, my friend Lily. She did amazing at this uh, this Hawkinson Artisan Market. It's one of her first ones that she's done here. Mm-hmm. She wraps jewelry and shit like that. And, oh, cool. uh, and she paints. She, she's <laughs> an amazing artist. But um, she stepped up and actually did uh, did a booth. This weekend, nice. and she did pretty good at it. And, good. I mean, for Memorial Day weekend and it pouring rain, she did fucking great. Made some profit, and then so I, I'm pretty proud of her. For good for her stepping like out, getting those booths at markets and stuff. That's important when you're really doing is. when you're building a business. And, and I mean, she made uh, she made a lot of uh, contacts as well, great. which is uh, which is a really big deal. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm pretty proud of her for that. Awesome. Good job, um, Lily. Yeah, good job. <laughs> it was a great job. Uh, you have any dad jokes? I actually don't even know any jokes. I'm, any jokes. I don't tell jokes okay. ever. Do you We're have gonna, good ones? I usually do, but I don't have any written down. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I can tell you one. I got written right here. Yeah, I just don't have jokes. Uh, what do you call a... Oh, 
A what? A monkey who works in a call center. A monkey that works in a call center. A hoorangatang. Oh, for God's sakes. That, those are my favorite. <laughs> so is it called a dad joke because it's kind of... It's kind of dumb. It's kind of dumb. And, yeah. And that's like a joke a dad would say at like the Thanksgiving speech meal. It, it's a joke <laughs> that I believe you could say, ba-doom, boom, ksh, oh, afterwards. Oh, okay. drums after. Yeah. That, gotcha. But you'd have to use the fingers to do it. You gotta do that. Right. The fingers are necessary. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, so okay, so we'll kind of close out here. Uh, this is Tyler Toby Townsend. Leah Smith. Okay, and this is the Psychotic Strength Podcast. Look at, look for us on all the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you. I'll put up some links and stuff on my Facebook and have some people uh, get shocked at my story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's I'd a lot of people it. that don't know much about me, so this will be fascinating. <laughs> it should be. It was yeah. very fascinating for me to interview you. It was a pleasure being thank here. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>